Let's do it, do it, Lars. My name is Lars. Ulrich. <laughs> it was a really deviated septum. So do not be alarmed. I'm fine. <laughs> we already know each other's names. <laughs> Dude, Heavyweights is the best movie. That is such it a is. good movie. Come I'm you with devil log. I'm with you. I love you. Oh my god, look at him. He looks like a human s'more. <laughs> Why would you just like run in a circle like eating food? I so, want to do we, that. What have we learned? Don't put Twinkies on your pizza. That's no. a good lesson. Self-control. <laughs> good morning, children. <laughs> I'm feeling skinny, Tony. <laughs> Did you just say skinny wieners? <laughs> Body. Yeah, that is yeah. It is. It's a good time. It's Rooster Day! You ready to smash some meat together until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys? Um. Welcome to you. Are you having a stroke? Are you okay? Um, I've had too much squirt tonight. Um. Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. Matt. Zach. My name is Lars. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, how's your guys' Rusev day? It's fine. Yeah. Machka. I, I, I enjoyed Dustin Day a lot better. Yeah. I, I celebrated Rusev Day with just a hearty stack of flapjacks. Nice. I celebrated it by being in a uh, speedo mowing the lawn, drinking a beer. He's nice. just living his best fucking. I life. got my house back from the banker. Same, <laughs> <laughs> Mister McElroy. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I know Dustin Day was way better. Nice. Hashtag Dustin Day. Nice. I missed it. Yeah, I, I posted a picture for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was me when I met Chuck Taylor. <laughs> nice, nice Rock. guy. Rock on. Great name. Great name. Horrible um, name. He even hates it, but he's now Chucky e. T. Yeah. He had a good match against David Arquette. Let me tell you that. I'll tell you that. Well, I did finally watch All-Star Weekend. Uh, him versus Ricochet was a really fun time. Sounds like a fun time. It was. Especially because they've wrestled each other a million times. They just know what to fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. bitch. Well, the year's over. Not, so. Not yet. Um, let's talk about some of our, our favorite stuff from this year. I... Um, like, I started buying a new brand of underwear. They're nice like, MeUndies. MeUndies. Mac Weldon. No, they're uh, just uh, Hanes tagless. You wouldn't have to buy those if any of them would sponsor us. So. Exactly. So please sponsor us. No, it's just uh, I'm running I, out of underwear. I like to wear like a lot more compression ones just because I wore them all through sports and stuff. Yeah. So just like what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But I found these ones that are just like a little longer on the leg. And they just feel real nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh, they're made yeah. of denim. Yeah. And they're pants. <laughs> they're actually pants. Some call them capris. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wear two pairs of pants. <laughs> um, I really liked uh, "Cut to the Feeling," the great jam by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite thing. Song of the year. Um. Um. Yeah. Coco was a good movie. Cool. Yeah. Um. How about that? How about the War of the Stars? Though you know what I mean. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. I loved it. 
Last Jedi. I don't you know, fucking we'll see about it. People that. who don't like it, I don't get you. Get out of my life. Yeah. Get out of my life. You don't need that kind of negativity. Yeah. No. Well, like, you just didn't like it, but you're just not shitty about it. That's fine. You yeah, have opinions. that's fine. Just don't be shitty about it. Just don't. Fuck you. I think if 2017 has taught us anything is that maybe a white dude shouldn't be everybody's heroes. Yeah. No. That's the truest thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Fuck white dudes. Thank you, Matt. That's my favorite thing of the year is what Matt just said. Yeah. Um. But... Let's let's talk about specific favorite things in the world of professional professional wrestling. Profress. Profress. Progress, bruh. That sounds like a professor <laughs> of like, I don't know, residential something. Profress. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so what was um We're gonna have a list of things we're gonna go through. I I have a list and you can well, throw guess stuff what? in. You just made it. The list that is that happened this oh, year. Oh yeah, what was the, that, what was that, the best that, list of the year? That also came like that came um it made it to this year, yeah. Yeah, it got into the this year. Yeah. Yeah. The list of Jericho. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. The, and the list of KO. Oh, the that whole was, Festival of Friendship. That was great. That was great. Mm-hmm. That was that was a while ago now. Yeah. So uh, let's just start. Let's yeah. start with the big boy. These are these are just in a weird order. How about, just, how about we just yeah. go? Let, let's, let's keep go, it loose. We'll, let's start off with a, a pretty normal one. Mm-hmm. Match of the year. What do you guys think was your favorite match? It, I, I'll preface by saying maybe not the best wrestled match, mm-hmm. the bestest. What is just your favorite match sticking out in the mind? I got. I'll just start with mine. Kenny Omega versus Kachiko Kata, number two. Okay, number two is very great. The draw because yeah. it like I was watching it um, at night, and uh, oh like, fuck I was yeah, watching night. that whole one. It was like four in the morning or whatever. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, oh my god! And uh, Jenna was there with me, and she's like falling asleep. That's fucking late, and she's used to central time so mm-hmm. she's like her body's like oh, i'm going to sleep it was ready to hit the floor and i <laughs> fucking was just starting to yell and scream and go like, ah! because it was just getting so good mm-hmm. like in that last part of that match was like, the whole match was great but they just got me in and like to the point where she had to wake up and watch like the last like third of that match because it's like i was just making so much noise being so into it and it's like it took me from just being like a normal, just like, you know, yeah, I love wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just was swept away in the story. You, you, just the you went in a, a smark and you left a mark. Exactly. And, like, afterwards, I just felt like crying. and just, just was like, this was so good. It's I like, felt, this is why I love wrestling. You know, yeah, it was. I'm like, yeah. this is fucking why I spend every waking moment talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that match to me was uh, number one, followed by my 1B, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate. Take over Chicago. That's yeah. Because that's I gotta list. not only I watched it on the network, but I gotta see it live. Yeah, I saw that's it live. Right. I was there with Genesis. Also, the circumstances again mm-hmm. is really great. It's fucking great paper or takeover. Anyways, but that match was yeah. unreal. The energy in that building when they were doing some of those giant spots was just like I had never felt something like that. Like it was so good. Ah. Oh. Those two matches, though. One, all right, two. all right. You yeah. have to go back because to I don't want to add because the other two, <laughs> oh god, Omega matches would also be like up in that number one spot as yeah. well as yeah. um, uh, Omega Naito and like Omega Ishii mm. <laughs> and like just Okada's run in general. So I split it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, the one that sticks out in my mind um, 
it's I've only been wrestling wrestling consistently for like six months. It's honestly it's Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. Like I and I was gonna save it for the feud. Like that was probably my favorite feud too. But there's I'm gonna do something else for that. Um I the storytelling in the ring I wasn't expecting anything because up to that point, the Velveteen Dream wasn't that good. Yeah, he's more just a character than a wrestler. Yeah, and then he like kind of he kind of like pulled it out and he like wrestled really well. That was probably Aleister Black's fault because Aleister Black is very good, um, and just everything. It was just a very, very, very good match, and I enjoyed the storytelling and the non wrestling aspects of it, and and yeah, that was mine. I think my favorite rivalry of the year is actually the one that's happening between my dog and Zach right now. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Matt, match of the, match, your favorite match of the year. Uh, my long-term memory fucking sucks. And like, Derek, I, uh, this has been the year that I got back into watching wrestling. Uh, and so the two that are really sticking out in my mind, the one that I'm going to say is my favorite match of this year was Brock AJ. Um, it was very good. God damn, that was... Because yeah. just I I loved that if, if I showed that match to someone who didn't watch wrestling there was something so easy about it to understand where like big a- jack guy little fucking yeah and awesome aj just guy. knowing where to fucking try to knock him down at get the leg when he finally got brock in the calf crusher i was legitimately like oh my god like he's gonna do pulled you in pulled me in for sure yeah. loved it uh second to honestly maybe when aj won it off of gender and when the thing maybe Ginger Mahal would be one of my favorite matches of the year. Yeah. But that match I was like I it was I had to work at like eleven. I woke up at nine to watch SmackDown. <laughs> and uh just fucking yeah, it was like I was it got me fucking pumped through the work day. I was excited. I, I, I have a I have a quite, like so you like purposely woke up early so you could watch SmackDown. That's usually my Wednesday routine because I usually work eleven to seven, so I'll wake up around eight thirty mm-hmm. so I have enough time to watch SmackDown and then shower. Like while you're getting ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, that's awesome. I, I work at like eight or eight thirty, like Monday through Friday, and I've like on days when we've are recording, like the day after Raw or SmackDown, like I've woken up to like start watching it like while i get ready like make sure i wake up on my first alarm and like start watching yeah, it yeah. like at seven it's it feels like a little kid just like i'm wake up early and watch wrestling yeah, yeah. <laughs> i used to do that yeah <laughs> um i think my like my favorite my like i love all three omega okada matches how like you not the the first one is like really special because it was like that's how i started watching new japan and like really fell in love with new japan like based on that one match and it was like the day after and i just like i woke up and like all of like the wrestling podcasts i listened to had like put out an episode to talk about it and like my twitter was just like blowing up like and i was like okay this is probably worth looking into like and i watched it like i was like at a coffee shop watching it the next day and was just (laughs) like holy shit like through the whole thing like yeah. i was planning on like probably like watching a little bit and like pausing it and working on some other stuff and i like just watched it straight through and then watched it twice like i that watched day. it twice like like, yeah, like, back, like back. that day like and was like the second time was like pausing it and like taking screenshots of moments and stuff so i'd like remember like stuff that happened in it because i was just like holy shit like <laughs> this is so good um and then the, like, the, afterwards when that match the sun was coming up and i just like laid in my bed i'm like that was worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and then the third one, like, because I, like, I didn't stay up to watch that one, but, like, I stayed up to watch the finals. Um, 
of G1 and hadn't watched that one yet. So I like watched it right before and then stayed up to watch the finals. So like that's Naito like, Omega. Yeah. Like, and I hadn't ever done that for new Japan before. So like, that was like a cool thing. And I got like the new Japan world, like, like subscription that night because I couldn't find it anywhere online. Like any streams that were staying up basically. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, I got the subscription to watch it and stay up. And like, so those two, and then, um, I, I like the SummerSlam one from last year more, but the AJ um, Cena match from, from last Rumble. year's Royal Rumble, like, mm-hmm. and also just like the environment of last year's Royal Rumble was really cool. Like being in the Alamo Dome in this huge place, and like that made that match feel like really special. Like, and the, the, even though John won too, the ending of that was so cool with like that sweet roll through. Like he knows he can't just put him away with just an AA, yeah, or even the super A. He's like, I gotta fucking do something crazy, hit him two in a row. So it does help put over AJ. That match was great. They work real well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was AJ like, is so. It was like the opposite good. of like the like old like. LOL Cena wins like thing where like Cena would bury people by winning all the time like Cena won his 16th title but put over the person he was beating in doing so it was uh, Paul Heyman's old booking philosophy one person goes over you both get over yeah mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna change mine because I just remembered my actual favorite one uh, Asuka versus Nikki Cross that, that match um, was fucking awesome especially just for an episode of NXT that like, was a TV match it was my introduction introduction to Asuka, my introduction to Nikki Cross. Like, I love both of them. Like, and it was just such a... They did just insane stuff. That spot off the ladder through the announce table. Yeah. Totally fucking vivid. Yeah. yeah. So, like, um, that... Yeah, that's mine. An- yeah, another one, like, it's another um, Omega match. But I also really love the Omega Ishii match like oh from a g1 uh, in usa yeah. yeah like ishii like holding on the ropes with his teeth and like oh, like all of that was just so good and like i didn't really know like ishii that well either before that stone like, pitbull oh, yeah he lives every freaking like letter of that name yeah he's like God damn. his like it's one of those gimmicks that like it's not like a lot of new japan gimmicks are like this isn't it's not like a full-blown character it's not like i'm it's not like a like you're occupation the, or anything like that but it's like horse yeah but you're just like he is a stone pit bull like you look at him and the, just the way he fights this like little it fits. thick just fucking badass yeah oh god damn it <laughs> get all pumped up when you're talking about good wrestling <laughs> <laughs> um the ne- the one on my list is uh your favorite feud Favorite feud, so... Steve Harvey, Richard Karn, um, oh, or Louis yeah. Anderson. They were all hosts of Family, family feud. feud. Yeah, it's the best feud. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Favorite feud. Oh, uh, I'm going to go Uso's New Day. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, That's a really good one. It was... Like, seeing the New Day get serious for a second, um, seeing the Usos, like, come into their own, and, like, from being, like not very good at promos to being fucking great at it and also just like having to like be almost like a dark horse and getting pre-show matches and like not really getting taken seriously to being the best match on the card yeah and like working that hard to me it's like you could tell these five men just fucking like invest in like we're gonna CM Punk said this to Ryback said we're gonna turn this mid-card shit into main event shit <laughs> that's what they went out there and did like we're gonna go and steal this show yeah and god damn it, I was into it. Yeah. 
And I mean, it ended with that fucking insane match. Like, it didn't it? Well, yeah, that's where it did end. But like, that that was what it was a like not a cell match. What was it? Well, they had a cell match, but then they had one after the Hell in a Cell match. The Hell in a Cell match was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell in a Cell match. Was My great. cat Pepe has a lot of opinions on that Hell in a yeah. Cell match, <laughs> as you can hear probably. <laughs> Yep, there it is. <laughs> that's we don't encourage that kind of language. But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let you outside. <laughs> Those two, that was mine. Those were mine. Nice, Zach. What about you? Uh, I mean, like, Omega Okada feels like obvious, like because like, and it's like my favorite feud in ring. But like, just the way New Japan does like feuds is different. Um, so like, oh man, this is tough. I can think of a lot from last year that I really loved. And well, so, we're talking about this year. I know it's really, it's really tough. Uh, <laughs> come back to me. I okay. Mine, mine's probably gonna be um, Omega and Okada. Even though, like, most of the feud was last year. Yeah. But like the first half of the year, I mean, it kind of like that was always like this underlying thing. It was like that was gonna be that, as well as in like the second half, the back half is gonna be like. Um, Essentially, like Lij and Chaos, so yeah. like and Naito versus Okada. Yeah. I like I wouldn't like I wouldn't have thought I would say this one, but LeBron versus Roman. I was, was thinking that one too. It was really great. Like I mean, especially the way it elevated Braun, like from like where Braun was, legit, like just over a year, like based not even a year and a half ago when they did the the brand split and he went to Raw separate of the Wyatt family and they started like pushing him as singles competitor. It was kind of like. You know, a lot of these like monsters that they push don't end up working, but like he like elevated himself so much through that feud. And like some of just the moments in it are so like hilarious but great. Like the like, I'm not finished with you, and like, mm-hmm. like pushing Roman off the stage that and stretcher, so and yeah. then flipping the ambulance. And like, it was like, it made me like care about Braun as like a character and a wrestler when you like there's no real reason if you think about that like i would should care about Braun. he's just a big giant dude like yeah. who's fairly new into the industry like that has all the makings of a like one of those vince mcmahon creations that is terrible well he almost was put in that position yeah. before he kind of got repackaged outside the wide family was he was just uh like when he was in the rumble like not last year or the year before and brock was just murdering him with knees and stuff, like he was put in that position of just some big lumbering idiot. Yeah. And then like being able to come and show that, um, like his character, like his yeah. personality, like in that feud is what really did yeah. it. Roman Reigns is garbage. Like <laughs> that is my one of my favorite things anyone said in wrestling this year. Um, you put me in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, another one is probably a little bit more of a dark horse one for a lot of people because it was only happened like. A few different times, but it was essentially Chuck Taylor against um, the leaders of the New School, and so it was Chuck and Trent so against Zack Saber Jr., Marty Skrull, and then um, they had a tag match as well with Best Friends versus Leaders of the New School, and then Chuck Taylor won the title. Just a really cool thing happened in PWG. Yeah, um, it was just awesome because it kind of started where Chuck Taylor last year was gaining all these wins, and it's like holy shit, like Chuck's winning a ton in PWG, and he. Like, aside from when he was teaming with, like, Trent and, like, when he then, like, years ago teamed with Kenny Omega, 
It's like he didn't really get that much. But then he started getting all these wins, barely lost to Zack Sabre Jr., who then turned heel, attacked him, and Marty Skrull and him. He used to be a team in England as mm-hmm. leaders of the new school. They attacked him, so then Chuck had a match against Marty and beat him in an awesome, like, hardcore match in PWG, which doesn't really happen too much. Huh. Then they had a tag match with best friends versus them. Then you had Chuck versus uh, Chuck Trent versus them or stuff like that. And then finally, when Chuck wins the title, he beats Zack Sabre Jr., the guy who's been holding the title for a while, mm-hmm. in this huge moment. And it's just like that story arc that started really last year was like one of my favorite things just to see where Chuck's like winning, 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 winning. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit. Then they actually had a feud, and it's like, oh, there's no storytelling in fucking indies, people say, especially one like PWG, which is kind of like an all-star indie. Yeah. They fucking like, Zack Sabre Jr., like in like to help with the storytelling of this match, took down the bottom rope because he kept getting the rope break. So to stop that, he took it out. It's like fuck that. You can't get a rope. That's, that's and like, great. Like stuff like that. Just little things like that were awesome. Yeah. And then yeah, the one the one that sticks out to me the most, which I don't know if I would say it's my favorite, but the one I remember most, mostly because of that work shoot, was the Roman Cena. See, yeah. that was going to be my next too. one. Like it was short, but that was just very, because it was, I loved it, was worked, it. But it was very honest, and I I liked that about it. Where I thought it broke the tension very well of, like. Man, everyone hates Roman. Yeah. People kind of hate Cena, but the... I And then what it ended up doing, I thought, worked really well. Yeah. Now, where Roman's getting cheered. The match sucked, but, like, the feud leading up to it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I mean, Ro- the impact Cena talking feud. shit on Roman and, like, trying to be like, you gotta be good if you want the spot. Like, I'm, like, you- putting him in the spotlight, yeah. telling everyone, I'm putting you on the spotlight, like, cut a fucking promo, wrestle a goddamn match, like, yeah. not the golden boy for... Just you don't just get that. I, is what sticks out to me the most in my mind. I don't know if I would say it's my favorite, but it's the only one I can really. We'll talk about the real top feud of the year. It's the elite versus old school people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, the elite versus Jim Cornette. Yeah, it's the young bucks and Jim Cornette just taking that feud of the year year after year. And yeah, huh. um, another one like it was mostly last year. Oh, but and still. Uh, also Young Bucks and the Elite against Slip Gordon. Where do you think you're going? <laughs> just, uh, just a harmless rib. Yeah. Um, another. It it was mostly last year, but it still like blew off this year. Was uh, DIY versus um, the Revival? Like, yes. It blew off this year, and like it the way it blew off with like another team and Authors of Pain coming in and being like. Guess who? Like beating both of them and like being this new challenge for them, I thought was like perfect too. And then the way like they, you know, DIY broke up and stuff like best cliffhanger <laughs> DIY breakup. Yeah, yeah, because it's about to come but back. That, oh, Twenty eighteen feud of the year. Yeah. Gonna put this down at least for WWE NXT. Gargano versus Champion. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that that feud excited. was just so great. So like, right. even though it was only part of the year, it was still write really it down. Great. You're not sure. writing. I oh no, uh, please somebody write this scribing scribing Thank scribing. All right, I have a dog right um, here. <laughs> uh, next one, F- favorite favorite hair. What's your favorite hair of the year? God, I wish I could say Tanahashi, but I can't. I'm gonna go with Sonata. That's yeah, some good big hair. That is some just wild Final fantasy character hair. Yeah, I like it. I like the end of the match. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's ramen noodle <laughs> hair. <laughs> <laughs> Tanahashi would have taken this, but. That haircut just ruined it. Yeah. Um, Rusev's haircut. 
I mean, I, handsome, handsome Rusev. Handsome yeah. Rusev. Yeah. Especially just because, like, he, like... He suffered for that beautiful haircut. He yeah, got, he he's, got he's trouble. Gotten, he's gotten buried by because of that haircut. <laughs> he's really gotten in trouble for his fucking yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Randy Orton's gross, weird hair that he's growing out right it now. It just looks like a regular, like, just, like, dude haircut. Yeah. You go into Green Clips, can I get the guy haircut? Yeah. yeah. You see my tattoos? Give me that no, hair. He only goes. He, <laughs> yeah, he only goes to the the, the hair cutting places that play like sports on the TV. Yeah, sports, sports clips. clips. I don't yeah, know why he goes to sports clips. About that place. I'm not talking shit on sports clips. I'm just saying that's you where shoot Randy a goes. basketball at the end, you win a free haircut. I think they give you. Do they give hey, you, you beer? I'll there? take the this. Yeah, right. Points to his arms. <laughs> like, All right. Was that skull and tribals? I got you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what you want. <laughs> I got you, fam. Do you want me to get you a nice goatee too? <laughs> I, I actually, I just watched like a 2011 match that with Randy Orton because I decided to go watch Christian's two world title wins a couple yes. nights ago, and his hair is like that, but it's not as weird because it like was just supposed to be like that at that point. Something is wrong with his hair right now. <laughs> I think he probably had a little propiche action. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little extra thick yeah yeah Yeah. it's like okay you're growing this out because like that propiche started kicking in and you're like let's do this um kenny omega's hair is always just wild yeah Yeah. i mean i have friends who were in japan and they saw him and the only reason they knew it was him was because of his hair i mean and i I liked it how many buff white guys are gonna be in japan i I, I liked it better when he had like the gray in it Mm -hmm. when he was like really the cleaner in the juniors division his hair just looked real cool then. Mm-hmm. Cassius Ono's with his beautiful dry hair. Oh. He has yes. great hair. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to just say this. Andrade Cien Almas. Good hair. Good looking guy. Spicy boy. Definitely a spicy. I give him 4.5 out of 5 spicy boys. Yeah, super up there. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. I really loved Kenny's hair when it was all braided for the, the second oh, yeah. cotton match. That was, that was very good. It was. And strange. Um, yeah, it was very strange. Are we going best? We're going best hair or most memorable hair? It's kind of whatever kind of you both. want. Oh, Baron, Baron fucking Corbin. That's the worst hair. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the most memorable, most talked about hair. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad. I Definitely thought I, the no second funny. second most talked about hair because Tanahashi's. Yeah, because yeah. first half of the year Tanahashi, that is some great hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. God damn! Like I should just do that. <laughs> the Baron Corbin Sin Cara thing I thought was going to lead to a fucking hair match. <laughs> I thought too. I'm like yeah. there's no way this doesn't lead to a Lucha de Apuesta. You can like, almost pull his mask off and then not go hair versus mask. Because that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. Be so good. I would be so into that. You shave that guy's head down. You rework him a little bit. I think he could. Ah, fucking. We'll see. I don't know. I, I think he'd look real weird. <laughs> yeah, he I, probably honestly would look really. Shave his eyebrows too. Fucking. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Um, put just only on leave the chin strap. Like <laughs> nothing else. I cannot believe I can't think of her name. But the NXT wrestler who uses her hair as a weapon. Oh, Bianca Belair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's some pretty impressive hair. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's braided drew? down like past her waist. Did she yeah. draw blood with that hair? At yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah. To either Peyton or Billy. Yeah. The one that I think was Peyton because yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that uh, Billy's velour fucking <laughs> outfit would stop that. Yeah, I can't get through that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing um, can get through that velour. Well, since we're talking about this, spiciest boy. Uh, mix between Dalton Castle and Johnny Cianomas. Mm. Like either one of those guys. Mine is uh, Gray Trunks Finn Balor. Yeah, that's, that's mm. weird. Mm. I mean, it's, I can see that. it's spicy. His abs, his smile, his gray trunks. Andrade Cianomas mm. is just a good-looking guy. He is. And then Dalton Castle, he's just a, like, 
good-looking guy. He's jacked. That is just like yeah. his whole persona. Adam like, Cole, pretty fucking. Spicy. Oh, Adam yeah. Cole is definitely. I think the Chuck Taylor said this in an interview. He's like the line kind of starts with Adam Cole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like every time Adam Cole's like in in his skinny jeans. Anytime he's like in in on camera at all, I'm just like, fuck, that's a good-looking boy. He's yeah. very. I mean, like. There's a lot of Shawn Michaels to him. Super like, Shawn Michaels. A lot of 90s Shawn Michaels to him. Like, not just, like, his moveset and stuff, but, like, his The cocky smile, like, fucking smirky ass jeans. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Aleister Black, those tattoos. Good yeah, boy. he... That's... I love him because he has good tattoos. So yes. Unlike a lot of wrestlers. They're not an eyesore. Um, Spiciest boy. Like, yeah, I stick by my two. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I mean... Well, yeah. I remember Takahashi. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pretty spicy boy. Yeah. 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 He, like, he can, he's shy. He's got the, he's got the cute little shy. Yeah. No, he's got that, like, I'm a closet freak yeah. shy. <laughs> oh, oh, he yeah. definitely yeah. is. Vampirefreaks.com. Yeah. He's like the, like, watching him put on the chapstick. It's like, okay, you're as shy as you come up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out Alex Yan in the DM uh, group message that yeah. Oster and I share of just Takahashi picks. Where we send him the same thing you, at the same time. Yep. Uh, was like, it the chapstick you, pick? You weird pervert. <laughs> I, can, I can hardly handle our one group chat. I don't know how you guys are sending it. It's, it's, not a, it's not an often thing. It's just like whenever there's a real spicy Takahashi uh, yeah, pick yeah, comes okay, up, we send yeah, it to, right. to Alex Yan. Um... Any other spicy boys that come to mind? Um, uh, Kylo O'Reilly, Kylo Kylie, he's Kylo O'Reilly. He's, he's very spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like he ate, just ate spicy food all the time because he's making weird faces. <laughs> you leave him alone. You, hey. you out of everybody. I, I gotta make fun of him, my fellow diabetic brethren. <laughs> you out of everybody needs to be on that. I train. make fun of Jay Cutler all the time. Well, that's different because that's Jay Cutler. <laughs> they both make weird faces and they're um, both diabetics. There's Tyler, a dude Tyler I work with. Spicy. And Tyler Bates a good looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is the who's the big boy in Mustache Mountain? Trent Seven. <laughs> Trent Seven. Spicy boy. Trent. No, no, that guy. That guy's gonna come up in another um, list. I want to. He's a spicy. He's, he's a spicy dad he's boy. Spicy. Like he's just a big spicy boy. I like it. And then of course handsome Rusev. Oh, one hundred percent. That'll top off the list of spicy Rusev boys. Right there. Yeah. Um, this is a this one I just thought of right here. Okay. This is gonna be your top dad. Top wrestled dads. Oh man, that's dad so tough. Wrestled dad of the year. Actual dads, or just like they look like dads. Or can we say it right now that it's not Heath Slater? No, we he's know got kids. He's got kids, but he's not the it's top. 2017, dad. 2016 was probably his year to be yeah, top dad. Yeah, yeah, he was top like dad. he, like not this year. Same. I don't know. Titus O'Neil did kiss his son in the mouth. <laughs> It's true. His own son, or yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I you... okay. I mean, but he Slater got himself over by being a dad. Yeah, like, yeah. From nowhere to getting over that hard, like he was the most over person on SmackDown for a few weeks. Yeah, it was. They came, they're the first SmackDown tag champions. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, good for Heath. He went from like, like being the bottom of the barrel guy, like the last guy on the card. Yeah. To being a champion, he like, paved the way for the three MB revival. He did. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna say that uh, Trent Seven. That's why. That's where it kind of yeah. sparked that. He's okay. definitely like he just looks like a just a a dad that like probably played football back in the day, kind of stays in shape, but also just likes to drink beer. He likes like craft beers though. No, he just drinks Budweiser. Really, I think <laughs> that mustache is fucking. He just he's on the nose or something. Drinks Budweiser Select. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Goldberg probably deserves a mention yeah. since he had a comeback run entirely based because on his kid. based on being a dad, and his kid ripped his shirt off in the on in the ring, and it was weird. <laughs> I mean, he started dabbing. He started. <laughs> I, oh my god, his the twenty four with uh, with Goldberg, where his son is dabbing through the whole thing. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, is so great. Do a dab. Um. I mean, Kurt Angle's the obvious answer. I think KO. Uh, he's not Kevin a, Owens. Is he's dad. not a good dad. Kevin Owens is great dad. Kevin, no, Owens, Kevin is, Owens is Kevin, great dad. Kevin Owens is my dad, also, guys. Now, yeah. <laughs> I t- just kidding. I love my dad. <laughs> but, uh, hi, Mister Stone. It's me, you say. <laughs> <laughs> KO, yeah, KO's right. Oh man, I'm trying yeah, to think right. of like the most like typical dad boy. In the WWE, I mean Shane, because his Triple kids H. don't care. At his kids all. love watching him get hurt, which is also like, that's awesome. I'm I gonna mean, say Triple H to NXT. Yeah, he's their yeah. dad. Oh he's yeah, NXT he Papa loves Papa. it. Probably if he does, he do they have children? Yeah, yes, they have two girls. He loves NXT way more than his own children <laughs> <laughs> because he's. He's a little bit of an egomaniac. Yeah. I mean, if he and raises his kids so, as much as he's raised NXT, so we're him, a couple like of good his kids. NXT yeah. guys getting over, that's him getting over. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's yes. his baby. Yeah. And so... That's another check mark in why he's taking over the company and not Shane, basically, yes. in his mind. Like, yeah. I mean, I hope it works out that way. This is why I'm going to take the company. Like, he, he's, he's earning it. Like, NXT is the best WWE product. Like consistently yes. the best matches. Yeah. Good storylines and feuds. They're working to build superstars and they make them take time. They do like I was watching this Kevin Owens thing and when he first came in, he was just sitting in a chair for three months watching people do like roles. Basic wrestling. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, I've been doing all this shit. Like it was him and I don't remember who else. Yeah. 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 But just sitting. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, and then I'm going to. What was another dad I had? I just had it, but then I started reading something. I mean, there's AJ. I mean, AJ. Ta- Tanahashi. His dad, dad. Dad, dad. dad. Oh, also, fuck. he was like being real dad to Kota Ibushi. Yes, absolutely. That was like. It was like the hot the rod. Hot. That was hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I'm going to beat you, Frank. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> and then Could it is. beat a drum. <laughs> They did the ultimate punch. Yeah. <laughs> Tanahashi shits himself. That movie is so fucking good. Yeah, Great shout movie. out Hot Rod. Andy uh, um, yeah. Oh, Roderick Strong. There you go. Yeah. Another good dad there. Yeah. Also got himself over by being a dad. dad. Like that. Being a family man and like... Uh, and that those promo videos they of showing his life and like being a dad. Fuck yeah, really. Good. It just it was real cool. And then also just like seeing like all his posts on like social media about like him and his son, just like how just proud he is of like his whole like family. Like I'm just stoked for the guy. Yeah, nice guy. No, yeah, another another real real good dad. Uh, James Ellsworth did it all for his kids. The single dad. <laughs> Raising two daughters. Oh, really? Good for know, him, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. and he like lived the dream. And he made yeah. two hands, can wrestle and raise some kids. And then, like when he got released, like his post, like he put up on Instagram, like a picture of his two daughters. Like that was how he like responded to being released, like saying, like I did it for them. Like, mm-hmm. damn, I was like damn real it, good Ellsworth? stuff. For like uh, over a year, he got to fucking be 
like a superhero to his kids almost. Yeah. And it's yeah. like a cool thing to think about. Yeah. And, and he's what? like straight buds with Shinsuke Nakamura. Can you imagine? And going surfing with him. Yeah. yeah. Can you and he's, he's still got a shirt on the WWE shop selling for full price. They haven't clearanced it out yet. I saw that today. So yeah, he's wow. still getting some merch checks. And then he'll get a pro wrestling tease. He already does. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll get some pretty good independent bookings and... He do you see his list? He put out a Cody Rhodes list of all female indie no, workers. Perfect, I love it yep, because it's so good. Um, it'd be great to have him go and do intergender matches because it plays those last character in WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come out with like the fucking coats and everything he was yeah. wearing, and it, it gives him work in ways that other places wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. get him work. Just wrestling indies. Yeah, it's like no, go and fucking do that. Be entertaining stuff. Yeah, yeah. and like most of the like the 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 female wrestlers on it were responding like. Yeah, let's book it. And like the last two, like, and they were getting bigger and like angrier looking in font were Becky Lynch and Carmella. Carmella was in all caps and taking up like the bottom fourth of the page. Like, <laughs> it was really, it was really, really good. And just with his run, you can know he's gonna end up back like on like anniversary shows, special shows. He like, will, he will, yeah, he will pop up. Like, yeah, he'll be like a, a punchline guy. Yeah, but like, totally. That's an out of the blue fucking star right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and dad. Yeah. Most in, most improved. Jinder Mahal. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Velveteen Dream. Yeah. I mean, he. I what? He's only wrestled what like six times since I started watching wrestling, and he went from being not good at all to being pretty decent. Mm. I mean, I also just love his character. Uh, I don't know about like wrestling ability, but I mean, the shit that Cody Rhodes has done this year is fucking insane. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and then like a lot of that started like last year, but then he took it to another like level. Like la- like 2016, he like showed up in all these huge shows, but like then he- he's done like really like he took that like momentum and is like now like became world champ. Yeah. So what's that thing about him? His first seven figure year. What's yeah. it, what's that? Oh, really? Fuck. Um, yeah, being outside WWE for the full year. Yeah. First seven-figure year. Um, what's that thing about him like booking out that 10,000-seat arena because they said it couldn't be done for an independent Mel- show? Or Meltzer said that they couldn't. Because somebody it. asked him a question um, yeah. to the mailbag at WrestlingObserver.com. I just like quoted exactly <laughs> what they said. That's how much I listened to it. But uh, they're like, do you think that they could sell 10,000 seats? Like, He said, I don't think they could, but I would love to see it. Yeah, he yeah. was like saying, "I don't think it can happen," but Meltzer was like, "I would love to see it happen." And now they have a hundred dollar bet on it. Yep, a hundred dollar bet on a ten thousand seat. Arena. Like if they can, yeah, if they can sell out the the ten thousand seat arena. Hell like yeah. Cody and him have a hundred dollar bet. Yeah, oh, nice. And they've been scouting stuff, so they're going to announce the location of it soon. And yeah, yeah like so. I heard some people saying, like even if they don't sell it out, like the amount of merch sales they're going to do there, they like will be make so much money even if they don't sell it out. Oh like, yeah. Because like the way the merch lines were in the the New Long Japan Beach Long Beach yeah. show hot and stuff topic. like and yeah Hot Topic which shout out Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan Fuck yeah. hell so yeah getting was, to test stores which was this one here I would just go buy one just same yeah. yeah same yeah uh-huh. they're getting they're getting Funko pops right yeah yeah Damn. they're just fucking everywhere if yeah. if they do a Candice LeRae Funko pop with blood all over her face sick. fuck even if they don't markers exist I don't have any of those I'd buy one. Um, um, I have actually one, I have I two. Jenna had Kevin Owens one. I have two Swamp Thing ones. Yeah, um, a couple band. other most <laughs> yeah. improved wrestlers. Before you move on, because I can tell you're about to looking at your phone over well, there. Well, I haven't even gone yet either. Yeah, 
I wasn't. I was just checking his Facebook, y'all. Oh, okay, cool. No, oh, that's pornography. Gross ones too. Those are the gross parts. I've never seen something like that. I have. That's a butt. Ew, are those butts? Um, <laughs> butt pics. Uh, like br- send you those. That's what I do. Yeah. I'd say Braun Strowman. It's not pornography. Oh, Braun, like you got me. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Like he went from being like just a generic, mo- like very impressive physical like monster to legitimate like. Character work is great, and is like working the ring is really good. Like when you saw in those like matches with Big Show, where he's like doing drop kicks and stuff, like being way more athletic than he's normally allowed to be. Like, mm-hmm. was it him that kipped up? Yep. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like weighing weighing three hundred and eighty five pounds, being able dude. to do that, oh like big dude. Yeah. Then um, also the, um, Sheamus just through like working in the bar. Like yep. I'm interested in Sheamus that. now. Like it's not necessarily that he's gotten better like he like that's not like why he's like improved it's that like he got booked right he got booked right and like took the opportunity and well, ran he got with booked it. in a position where it's gonna best showcase his abilities yeah yeah um i'm gonna say my most improved was gonna be braun Strowman mm-hmm. because i remember last year uh in 2016 beginning of the year he was supposed to wrestle taker and there was backlash. And I'm like, if you want Taker to die in the ring, then you do it. <laughs> I remember talking to Brady about that, HeatedWrestling.com. And <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, no, this guy sucks. Fuck Braun Strowman. And then this year, I'm like, never mind. Yeah. Braun Strowman's awesome. And then um, I'm going to go. This is just another personal pick. Chuck Taylor. Yeah. I knew you were going to pick that. Because the dude went from not being able to ever get booked in Ring of Honor to being booked in Ring of Honor, being on Final Battle. Never, like, get it. Like, the one time he went to New, uh, not New Japan, he just went to Japan for Dragon Gate. Didn't care about him. Then he got booked for the World Tag League this year. Became PWG World Champion. The dude did more this year than he's had in any other year. Yeah. And he's been wrestling for fucking 15 years. Well, and it's insane that someone who booked himself as a comedy wrestler, like, did that. Yeah. And it's like, and he got to showcase his wrestling this year against Zack Saber Jr. against Marty Skrull mm-hmm. um, in the World Tag League. Like, you got to have some really cool matches. And he, like, it's in, he's a part of chaos now. He's boys with Okada now. Yeah. Like, and he's in Ring of Honor. They have a licensed shirt now from Ring of Honor for best friends. That's rad. So like, he's on like the books with that. Like, it's not just like, oh, we're gonna book him once and get rid of him. It's that. And then. Um, Another thing that I'm going to say is probably going to be most improved, even though I probably talk a lot of crap, it's Naomi. She went yeah. from being absolutely just atrocious on the mic <laughs> and just being athletic but, like, couldn't hit a move to, like, she's better on the mic and she can actually have some decent matches and stuff. Yeah. And so she's improved tenfold while I still think she's... Um, a step below the the very top of the women's division, she's getting better. And then the fact that they're getting more of a showcase, because like what Zach said in last week's episode, is we um, she was in that like weird spot of like they weren't necessarily hiring models anymore, but they still weren't like 
having them be full blown just like wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Her, and, her and Natty was it and was the it Bellas. She, yeah. cheerleader of some sort? Yeah, she was a funkadactyl. Okay, well, okay. and she well she was yeah an Orlando Magic. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's her background. And so like she was in this weird spot of like they kind of were in flux with the women's division, and so like she kind of had to. Like really, like go from like whereas like Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and Bailey and all these ones they started in NXT and then they got to like be essentially the guinea pigs of pushing women as like legitimate wrestlers, which is yeah. so fucking great that they did that. And Sarah Del Rey um, deserves so much credit in helping do that. And props to Triple H and everybody for performance and for putting her in that position to succeed. She had to go from like being. I dance with Brodus Clay to now having these fucking matches where people like Sasha and Bailey mm-hmm. and Charlotte are like main eventing fucking events. Yeah. yeah. And like you had to go from like zero to a hundred. And so there wasn't a bit of, a bit of like ramp up time. And I feel like she's hitting her stride. And I feel this time next year, she'll, she will be up there. Yeah. If she continues to get better. So is yeah. that sort of the same hole that maybe like Alicia Fox like fell yes. into? Yes. Fox yeah. is one of them. Natty. Like, the Natty is so Nick, good. Nikki Bella, I think, like, she showed that last, like, before she left last year, too. Like, she was wrestling really good. She was Matches starting to get, well, like, wasn't better, she like, one of those who, like, she was hired as, like, a model, essentially? And then yes. she was like, oh, I like, want to wrestle now. She and yes. Brie were in, like, really creepy, like, pervy, like, backstage skits a lot. Like, that's what they were kind of hired they as. They were, and like, then, like, diva search. Yeah. And then, like, Nikki Bell is having great matches, like, with Natty. and that, Throwing that, Masawa elbows. Yeah. Like, that, her feud with Natty, like, last year was really good. Like, they were, those were really good that, matches. That fucking, like, like uh, the False Cat Anywhere match. Yeah, that was great. Like, yeah, that was a great yeah, match. And so, even though I do, even just this last week's episode, yeah. I was saying, like, no, like, she's a little bit lower. I feel she has improved a ton. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also with, like, having, a like, an injury, like, and, and pause her, like, momentum. like, momentum in a serious way. Like, she got hurt winning the title and had to give it up. Like, yes. That's, like, so many people have been in situations like that and not come back from it. Like, and she ran with it like yeah and still kept it going yeah um it's like and now that like kind of weird one that i just thought about now but like the iconic duo down in nxt because i didn't like the first time i ever saw them i was like wow these are really annoying characters yes like, and now like <laughs> oh what God. they're doing is hilarious and great and like and they're solid in ring like i ne- guess i never noticed their in-ring stuff early the no like have, how much they've improved <laughs> really that but like they like are like very hilarious in like in ways that i'm like oh wow like this is really good and entertaining and like i enjoy when they're on and i'm like excited for them to get the main roster call up and then um one more before then i'll let you go matt is uh even though he has stepped to the sidelines it's neville I've never seen him do character work. Like he was yes. like, I'm good guy Neville. I yeah, can yeah. flip. And then he fucking became the king of the cruiserweights. Holy shit. shit what a, that, 205 Live is that's What insane. a transformation. Probably actually my number one. Like I kind of forgot about him because he's been gone. Gone for a little like, bit, yeah. But still like how quickly he turned it around is like it was incredible. Uh, just back to the iconic duo uh, for a second. Does Billy Kay wrestle as much as Peyton Royce? Uh, just because I... I haven't been following NXT for as long, 
like honestly maybe like a, a month and a half of like consistently watching it but i don't i can't really recall watching her wrestle a i've lot. never seen her wrestle she no. i mean she does like but peyton royce is being pushed harder right now because she's more over she's but, a like, better wrestler she's a better wrestler yeah. like um but like i'm sure that she's still wrestling like i'm sure that they are tagging on every house show yeah. like like she still wrestles plenty like that's the thing with nxt too is that you're not necessarily seeing everything because it's cut from t- tv tapings yeah so like it's cut together and like you're not necessarily seeing like the way how much the they, loops actually, they run the loops they run and how much they actually wrestle versus like you know like smackdown and raw where you're like you're basically like you're missing some stuff from the dark matches and stuff but like nxt like she could be wrestling just as much and we're just not seeing it because cool. her storyline's not being featured yeah. like that was just TV. something that i was wondering uh, last time i was watching them is so i was like i know that billy k is not peyton Royce's manager but i have not seen them work together <laughs> they're just besties they're just besties you gotta have a good fucking friend i guess no and then one more most improved even though he's always been really good andrade it's just uh yeah baron corbin yeah. did oh, andrade wow. cien almas <laughs> the dude like he's been really good since he started yeah he was really good in mexico but like tell something was missing last year yeah this year he fucking turned it on yeah, yeah. i, I want to go back and watch God damn. some of him not not being where he is right now mm-hmm. this is all i really know of him yeah but it sounds like that transformation has been awesome yeah, yeah. it's it's good to a see. lot of that's and selena then, vega right yeah yeah when, when, oh. once he got uh, selena vega and like like they've been like playing this storyline like it's hard to it's like fucking wild to think about but like they started this because he started like losing matches and not caring and like then he would like on social media like him just partying and partying and partying and like they like had this whole thing and it was just really just like in-depth storyline but then all of a sudden she comes and like he was about to get into like this SUV with like three girls and she's like, this is what you've become? And it's like, oh shit, who's this? Like, what's happening? And like slaps him and he's like, what the hell? Like, and then like all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is his business manager now. Yeah. And it's like yeah. all of a sudden he starts winning matches and starts doing all these cool things. She makes him not uh, be as tranquilo. So. Yeah, makes and him stop tranquilo. They don't have like a romantic angle, right? It's just straight up like. They're buddies, and she's fucking she's just, like whipping she, him into no, shape. Business manager. Yeah. Business oh, manager they're not even like, friends. She's just like whipping him into shape. Yeah. Like, exactly. So it's it's cool because it makes it instead of like oh it's his girlfriend. It's like no, she's the one fucking behind this, which is awesome. She's the brains of this. That's really cool. So yeah. it's it's a different dynamic, and it's cool. Yeah. It was me, Almas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, and then remember, my last one, just honorable mention, because he's wrestling the exact same way. But getting a little bit more of a showcase. Trent Beretta moving up to heavyweight. Great match against Kenny Omega. Holy shit. Mm. Um, and also, it's not wrestling, but just character work-wise. Drew Gulak. What Gulak is Gulak. Gulak such a gift. Is, <laughs> he went from just being, I don't wear knee pads, and I don't want you to, like, I don't want you to jump off the top rope to, like, campaigning, being, like, a political figure, to being, like, this weird, dorky, like, sidekick of Enzo Amore. It's so much, like... I don't like Enzo at all, but I watch that stuff for Gulak because his like, like he's he he is the dorky best friend who isn't really his friend. I'm doing great, thank you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> Nobody asked me how I was doing. Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, Good call out. Yeah. We can we can move from this one now. Um, I've talked a lot. Let's do. I know Esai's uh, favorite catchphrase. Oh, fuck off. Esai's is put your hair up and square. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the best. I actually don't have a favorite catchphrase. 
Adam what? Cole, baby. Adam yeah. Cole, baby. That's really good. I um, loved healing. Nope, actually, different one. Uh, fuck the revival. <laughs> yeah, that's I, my favorite catchphrase. Fuck the revival. I still and I, I, I like the glorious one. I like Bobby. That's Reed. a great one. Um, he only said it once, but when Kevin Owens just said, "Hug me, Sammy. Hold me tight." I love that. <laughs> it just takes one good line. I say, I like say that in my head all the time. <laughs> I'm a, I'm just yeah. It's uh, fuck the revival <laughs> or FTRR. Do you get it? I get it. You get it? No. No, since three episodes ago, I still don't get it. Do Hornswoggle get it? gets it. Did you see that video? <laughs> I'm not Hornswoggle. Fuck the Roger Rabbit. Oh, shit. Speaking of him, I don't know if this was him in that match. Swoggle? We didn't talk about the Home Alone match. Yeah, that was Swoggle. That yeah. was fucking rad. Yeah. Um, For those who don't know, it's on the internet. Bar wrestling. Uh, oh, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Culkin yeah. wrestled with Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan. Uh, he was just in the crowd. Okay. And they had him come do a spot and was super cop Dick Justice. Yeah. He just did some home alone tricks. Super it was cop fun. Dick Justice? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Look him up. He's a funny guy. <laughs> Great. That name. was just fun. That was Great a little name. side a little side thing. Um what let's get into like favorite tag team? Who's your favorite tag team? Oh, that's tough. I mean Owens and Zane because it's super relevant. Yeah. But uh First half of the year, DIY. Second half of the year, Red Dragon. <laughs> Young Bucks overall, best friends overall. There, I'm done. <laughs> um, I mean, Kevin and Sammy, like, I fucking love them. Uh, the Usos, just because I love seeing him on TV every time. Rusev and Aiden English recently. Yes, like recently, like I love that. Just because Aiden English, just seeing them together, it's like... Um, someone pointed out that it's like a super villain, like, and his like henchmen and like, just like, I want to see that movie. Like, yeah. But Ru- I, well, I do. And I get that. Cause like Rusa, I mean, Aiden English is definitely the like minion to, uh, to, to Rusev. Yeah. But Rusev's not, not, heel, not, he- <laughs> not that kind of minion. <laughs> God damn it. I was hoping we'd be able to avoid this. Uh, I know. It's like, as soon as I said that word, I was like, oh, no. No, that's why I'm like, motherfucker, better <laughs> But But not a, a heel in any way right now, is he? He's, he's turned face. Like, on SmackDown, the chant, the crowd was doing the New Day Rocks Ooh, chant. But saying, day. Yeah, but saying Ruth, Rusev Day. Rusev Day. This is the best. Um, yeah, is that it for tag teams? Um, uh, yeah. Well, earlier, I mean, in the beginning of the year, there was still the... Oh, and the revival. Oh, fuck, and the bar. I like that a lot. The bar is, the bar is like, yeah, because, like, they aren't my favorite, but considering, like... They're consistent. They're so consistent in how, like, how much that they've elevated themselves as be, by being a tag team. Like, I like them the most as a tag team versus, like, individual. Not, yeah, well, like, like... I cared about Cesaro in single stuff just because I like... I think he's good. He, um, he's pretty okay at wrestling. Um, But, like... <laughs> Um, I fucking someone some call him a king. I despise Sheamus. I despised him. Like he was my least favorite wrestler for years. Yeah, same. Just my least favorite human being. <laughs> I hated everything about him. And now it's like I hate everything about you. Banana chapter ox. Oh, no. um, <laughs> that's great. So we just recorded the worst the three seconds of podcast Back ever. Take you home. Trapped rocks more than three days ago. Yeah, trapped Sorry. Is, trapped is fucking sick, dude. <laughs> they all suck. 
it's true. Um, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Before, do you want to talk about your favorite wrestlers or your favorite moment? That's not necessarily wrestling related. Let's go with moment. Okay. Let's start it off. Uh, Code Orange on NXT. Fuck yeah. Uh, playing, really playing Aleister Black in with the dude from Incendiary. Like, as a, a dude who loves hardcore, like that, I popped so it was hard. so sick. Seeing these bands, I've never seen Incendiary, but seeing Code Orange, who I've seen in the basement, yeah. play one of the biggest stages, even though they're, this is their year. Like, they've, this they're is huge. Grammy nominated acts. Yeah. But seeing them. Is that what got them the. The Gram the Grammy nomination was their because it was their their nominations for best metal performance right that's, that's just what they call it oh yeah okay. it's a it's a weird old timey name gotcha. for that category okay I was like because the only thing I can think of was their thing on NXT where they nominated for a Grammy it's basically best single gotcha yeah. gotcha gotcha um but I that just I popped like super hard I I I loved it yeah like. Especially like, especially the Aleister Black entrance, like him walking through them playing, and like they're just fucking getting it. Yeah, it's just it was just it mm. rocked, and I know they were stoked because they're wrestling fans. Yeah. Like they got their picture with Triple H. They got over. They got uh, the fucking Triple H yeah. picture. Um, like it's like it's wrestling, but it's not in the ring. But like the Hardys return at WrestleMania, I, I, like I, that I still like occasionally like watch that like clip on YouTube just because it's like I Everybody still like pop for it. Like, yeah, out. it was yeah. so cool. Yeah, I was so reaction when that huge. happened. <laughs> it was so good. I just love another one. The Sammy heel turn. Sammy heel turn was maybe my favorite. Ooh, Sammy movie. saving Kevin. Yeah, yeah. That was like just so unexpected. Like, well, oh, and then yeah. Sammy's promo. The the next SmackDown after that was perfect because mm-hmm. it was he, not only did he justify his behavior, but it was like a, it was a heel turn that also made me be like, man, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucked, dude. Um, I mean, this is very specific to me and like my interests, but Kenny King winning the the Ring of Honor. TV title and celebrating with his daughter in the in the ring, which is the reason why he left the Bachelorettes because he missed his daughter. Aww, cool. And I like for me though, like seriously, I like that a lot Former because like TV champion. Yeah. How does the Bachelorette not just call him up and be like, "I love your dedication to your kid. Like you actually win. This show's <laughs> fake, but I think that's actually really cool." Yeah. Um, but like, because like my my girlfriend Anya was like watched the Bachelorette and got was a huge fan of Kenny and like. Like so, it's those little things that like make people in your life that don't aren't the biggest wrestling fans care. Like that was nice, was a nice little moment. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Matt? Moment of the year. Maybe the. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm having a hard time coming up with one. Uh, I think Derek hit it on the head when he was talking about the the Sammy uh, saving Kevin. That one I was not expecting at all. Um, and uh, hey, Matt, you do have your own mic. <laughs> oh shit! I tricked you. I yeah, I don't. That, uh, it's tough. I'm not really. Oh, I mean, and then going back, I guess to the same thing we were talking about when fucking Cena just stopped Roman in his tracks. I that was um, I thought we really fucking cool. yeah yeah. I just thought of one. Sorry, that just. Skinny, fat, overrated dumpster fire. Fuck. When Cena said that to Corbin. That was yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, so, a couple moments for me. Uh, number one was 
uh, not number one, uh, unnumbered, but uh, Tommaso Ciampa turning on Johnny Gargano. Mm. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, just like, because I'm like, we like I was there live, obviously, because I've mentioned that a million times. Yeah. But um, like we started like cheering and like we're like saying like, like everybody was just cheering and chanting for him. It's like I even turned to Jen. I'm like, yo, they get moved up. Like this is this is awesome. They're gonna go to the main roster and kill it as a tag team. This is their swan song, and like the fucking graphic showed up and like everybody's like starting to get up and go. It's like oh, there it is. Well, this is awesome. And then he's like, like when I watched it back, you can say, "This isn't our moment. This is my moment." Fucking throws him into the dashboards, kicks the shit out of him. Johnny Gargano has that fucking like puppy dog look. Like, that, that, like, I think that's an iconic image of him like reaching up to like, like Tomas, like, like his, his chest. He's like, like, "What are you doing, buddy? We're best friends. <laughs> we live together." Like, and then fucking kills him like with those knee strikes and does the air raid crash through that table and stuff. It was awesome. It was a very, very memorable moment for but me. Being there live, were you like, what, what the fuck is happening? No, like, we were freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, everybody was cheering and chanting, like, this is it. This is their swan song. I was so happy for them. Like, they're going to go to the main roster. I'm going to be so happy for them. And then, uh, um, another one is Chris Jericho showing up yeah, in Yeah, I was just about, I was going to say yeah. that if no one else did. Because, like... I feel like that will go into next year, but, like... It happened this it year. It happened this yeah. year. And, like, him... Um, with that video and it's like holy shit yeah and then him showing up um, at that show and beating the shit out of Kenny Omega and blooding him up and then the next night at the press conference where he wasn't even announced to be at just shows up and um, fucking throws a table at Kenny Omega like this is fucking pro wrestling and I loved yeah. it it was so good just that whole thing is so memorable it's game changing yeah like this yeah. can fucking change so much yeah, put it, yeah totally that's what I was thinking about like is it possible that this could put WWE sort of in bed with New Japan I mean anything's possible probably not but just like Knowing that even a guy who has gone on record and said, I won't wrestle for anybody but Vince McMahon, yeah. goes out and like is doing this. Like yeah. mm-hmm. people kinda of jumping ship and like testing out waters here or doing something over here, like that kind of whole almost territorial thing yeah. where it's like jumping around everywhere else is fucking yeah. wild. Like cool. there's very few wrestlers that are in Chris Jericho's position, like where he can go there and feel secure that he can still come back to WWE yeah. whatever. Yeah. He wants, but it still like opens that door like a little bit. Like and like when he comes back to WWE is an even like it's gonna be even bigger than his last few returns because of this. Like Yeah, totally. And Vince will see that, like because he loves money. Like, yeah. I also feel like he's a fan of wrestling, so getting the chance to fight Kenny Omega, yeah. that's probably a big deal to him. Oh, it even though it's is. a fucking massive deal to Kenny Omega, I would assume. This is probably gonna be the biggest thing in his career for since like for like a it, I don't know. Festival of Friendship was pretty. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. Well, and that was that was 2017 too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that tag team, but uh, and then um, my f- last favorite moment mm-hmm. is another obvious one for me. Okay, Chuck Taylor winning the PWG title. Oh, yeah, people in the building were crying. Damn, like everybody's so behind Chuck Taylor in Reseda. He's been there for so long and like always been a mainstay. It's just a crowd favorite. People have always liked him. He's worked his ass off, and him finally getting that. And then when Trent came out and hugged him, and even Trent said he was like tearing up a bit. It's like, it's Damn. like fuck yeah. It's like this guy deserves this shit. Anytime so. like wrestling gets emotional, I've pretty much fall for it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 
I have one that's very meta and very sappy, and but it's very wrestling related. It's this starting this podcast. Oh, oh I agree. I agree oh, yeah. with that. Yeah. As, totally. As someone who spends a majority of my week and day listening to podcasts, and I've been in love with podcasts for like eight years. You want to marry it? Like. <laughs> love it so much love well eight married. years you guys are basically common law married oh. yeah basically common law married with podcasts yeah i am nice. but being able to like talk on a mic about wrestling and it's actually i would never have watched wrestling as much as i have if i didn't start this because i have a reason to watch it to talk about it and i fell in love with wrestling same here for real yeah. this has made me love wrestling so much more it's given me a good excuse to hang out with my brothers because we used to watch wrestling all the time when we were kids and now we get to see each other a few times a month to watch wrestling yeah i love this very very yeah. much yeah and i've known isai forever but getting to know you two has been yeah wonderful i've also known isai for quite a fucking long time <laughs> yeah. yeah and you too Derek. technically yeah yeah. Yeah, same, yeah same with the two of you like i knew you guys 10 years ago yeah but yeah like, I, but like being able to talk every week and like hang yeah, out like you become like, like better friends and everything like that oh, totally whoa that's our tagline <laughs> exactly oh also i met my girlfriend because i wouldn't watch wrestlemania yeah at seattle that's right so that's like the top moment yeah, yeah. what up jenna Hell yeah. Shout out Jenna. Yeah. You like cool music. Yeah, and we might work together. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that's huge. But all like yeah, just this whole thing. Wrestling rocks. I've loved wrestling since like I think longer than Matt's been alive. How how old are you? Ninety one? So twenty six. Ninety one years old? <laughs> I, I had Hulk Hogan pajamas when I was a like a yeah. very small child. I yeah, and like it's just awesome for me because I would force friends to watch wrestling a lot. I Me. Sure. And Gabe. And, like, they, they liked some of it, but yeah. it's, like, having other people that, like, dive in and, like, kind of go into this other part of wrestling besides Brady. Because, like, I could always talk to Brady about wrestling. PeterWrestling.com. Yeah. But me and him kind of are at the same, like, spot where, like, we bounce these things off each other. It's like, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Whereas, like, having different different opinions and different people who jumped in at different points and like like certain things and i just love getting that different perspective and the yeah. different just talking points and just also mm -hmm. just the fun of just getting together and just bullshitting yeah. and talking about i'm wrestling. also like yeah. i think because of this like i'm like confidently a wrestling fan yeah yeah, yeah. that's a big thing wrestling, like, i think i would be much more like reserved as far as like wearing my wrestling shirts to work and talking to people who don't watch wrestling about what i did this weekend which is watch wrestling yeah <laughs> like i was getting to that weekend. point like already before we started this and that's like part of why it kind of all started because it literally started with like my girlfriend anya who like does trivia with matt's girlfriend katie yeah. and saying like hey you and you should talk to matt about wrestling like katie says you should talk to matt about wrestling i was like okay yeah then no, i already like yeah. would ta like mess facebook message Derek because i didn't even have his cell phone yeah number. we were talking about really? a little bit of wrestling we would talk about wrestling at shows yeah and then we started talking about it through a group message and, and we i was like oh i'm good let's start a group message with matt I yeah started, and then and then we're and like let's start a podcast i was like well I know a guy who likes to talk about wrestling. And we had to start a new group text because Esau has Android. Yeah. So <laughs> ruined it. Um, but, but yeah, like, it was just cool talking about it because you love podcasts as much as I do. Like, maybe more. Probably yeah. more. Oof. Yeah. Probably. I listen to uh, countless hours of wrestling podcasts. Yeah. So it's like, it was just, it was organic and it worked and it's fun. I love it.
Yeah. Hell guys. yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's Hell where yeah, we brother, should brother. end, but let's talk about our favorite wrestlers. No. Actually, favorite wrestlers, I feel we should end it with that. Well, yeah, but that was just a nice little moment. That was nice. So, favorite wrestlers of the year, or who we think. I think favorite had... male wrestler, favorite female yeah, wrestler. Yeah, favorite female. Well, that's how I split it up. Well, no, no. I was going to say who had the best year, though. Like, who we think is the best, or who was just favorite. I'm just going favorite. Yeah, right now, <laughs> December 2017, who's your favorite? Okay. Uh, let's do women first. Oscar. Um, <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> Oscar's number one. Um,. Then Candice LeRae is number two. I think yeah. for me, like, it's hard because I've seen her wrestle more. Nikki Cross is up there just because I like her fucking wild style. Yeah. Um, but Candice LeRae is just so impressive. And, like, um, you just tell how much she fucking loves wrestling. Too. Just like I only saw her really in the Mae Young Classic. And then mm-hmm. when she popped up in that, uh, like, four way, right? Mm-hmm. She yeah. popped up there. I haven't seen her wrestle that much this year, but that I've watched that match with the Young Bucks. Um, I follow her on social media, and she's just such a fucking Disney mark. And yeah. like, it's just cute. I, her and I, her I, husband are just great together. Her and John Boy, yeah. And I, I love uh, um, Bailey and Sasha. They're yeah, fucking. Fantastic. I do too. I mean, I this feel year this year was a rough booked. year for yeah. them. Like they were not booked. Real rough best. year for Bailey. Real rough yeah. year for Bailey and Sasha too. Like, and it's neither their fault. I I know that if they get booked correct, they'll immediately be back at that level with them. Yeah. But that's also part of it. Is like a, there's a lot of women wrestlers have stepped up and filled in that like yeah. role where it's not like oh the women's division is suffering because these two top like like you know women wrestlers are not being booked as well this year like it's still growing and getting better it's just it like because there's a lot of people stepping up which yeah. is really great like i mean i'm i wouldn't ever call her my personal favorite but like alexa bliss like also probably we should have been matched with that role at the top at most improved too like she her work is like in the ring is still not like top flight but it's serviceable and like her character work is amazing mm-hmm. and i love that she brought the ddt back as a finisher yeah like i really love that so um oh real quick favorite finisher though ember moons totally clear oh uh, yeah that's I fucking love that, that thing's <laughs> fucking insane like it's not a finisher but my favorite move this is is the swinging fisherman's neck it is her finisher she just sometimes does it 20 times in a row to people <laughs> oh <Yeah>. sick <laughs> um I mean, Elias uses it as a finisher, too, so it's um, obviously a finisher. Yeah, I'm going to just go with uh, real easy ones. Here's my three for guys. Okay. It is Kachiko Okada, Kenny Omega, and AJ Styles. Okay. You can't get, like, AJ Styles elevates every single person he's in the ring with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kenny Omega, again, another person elevates everybody he's in the ring with. Okada, again, elevates everybody they're in the ring with. Um, they're, you can't touch Kazuchiko Okada and Kenny Omega right now. My AJ Styles is um, those three. You can't touch them. Mm-hmm. And Naito, fuck. There's four. <laughs> um, and Kushida, there's five. If you had to pick of your top five, one that you would say December 2017, not your all-time favorite forever, obviously, but if you had one, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would. It's either Nakamura or uh, Kevin Owens. Um, Probably Kevin Owens because he's had more chances for good in-ring, in-ring work. Um, but Nakamura is so charismatic, and his entrance is so fun to watch. 
and like when we saw them live i popped so hard for that yeah same here. um but kevin owens like he is one of my favorite of all time like him him on the mic is one of my favorite things him on the internet is one of my favorite things he's so fucking passionate about it too yeah and him like him like in like just like on talking smack sometimes when he's just like being a jerk he plays that so well but you can't help but love him because yeah. it's like you know it's that's not i mean he's he's a little cocky but he plays that up so hard and he's just I love that. And also Sami Zayn. I fucking love him in the ring, outside of the ring, like just talking. like As a person. Yeah. <laughs> he's Sami for Syria. Like he's doing some good shit. But he's like, I don't know, his promos recently, he's so passionate and he's such a good talker. Yeah. And that's what br- pulls me in is like good promos and stuff like that. That pulls me in as maybe more than like in-ring work yeah that's me personally yeah that's the thing that I, I get drawn to the most too is like people who are very clearly passionate about what they're doing mm-hmm. that's why i would say aj styles is where i'm at yeah he was number one he's excellent i, I, I still think, love finn balor because I, I mean it's like i know he's gonna get i yeah i just want him to have right, his moment he's gonna get put in the right position soon hopefully. i feel but, if you guys watched the web series being the elite mm-hmm. even start at the beginning like you'll you'll see like that passion and everything, even though a lot of it is kind of tongue in cheek and stuff. Yeah, you see like and then like listen to some of the Q and A's that the elite's done. That passion permeates off of the young bucks and Kenny Omega, and even Cody and Marty and Adam Cole and yeah. all these people that have been in there. And I think it kind of helps you get to know them. Like not only these weird characters they have for that, but then they also kind of show them like traveling the shows and doing all these other things. Yeah, I'm gonna predict that 2018 my wrestler favorite wrestler male wrestler of the year might be Adam Cole. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 Like, really excited or to see Johnny Gargano. It'll be him or Gargano. Like, Gargano, I've liked. fucking welcome. <laughs> like, I mean, for a month, I've been a gigantic Gargano mark. And... Guy, I was trying to think of it. I know. A guy, guy Gargano. Gargantic. Gargantuan. I'm a Gargantic fan. A Gargano guy. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm so stoked to see him next year. I can't wait to see what it's he gonna does. It's going to be his year in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. And... Like similarly, I'm really excited. Like, see where Alistair Black goes in 2018. Yeah. Like, I, I'm he's one of those people. I'm very nervous about being called up to the main roster, but also excited. Like, if he's handled right, like he's such a different entity than everybody else. Yeah, I kind of like, want him to like be the guy in NXT for a while. I don't know. I just don't want people. He's almost to be like him. an outlier though. NXT, like he's like his own. Yeah, and that, that's what I love about yeah. it. Yeah, he has his own thing. But also, like, I also feel like he's starting to be brought into the. NXT universe kind of like with that feud with like Velveteen Dream because Velveteen Dream feels like well, such an I NXT some, I know some stuff that'll be happening mm-hmm. um also if he got called to the main roster if Bray is big at the time him and Bray would be interesting Alistair it could be Black. interesting but you know it if it was booked whole, right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it anyway, could be what, what um, are your favorites like Finn is like pretty constantly up there with me like he was one of the first wrestlers I like got super interested in like when i started watching again like um like 2017 has wasn't like a great year for him but he also did get like called up to the main roster and like he's just being booked a little weirdly lately Mm -hmm. but like he'll always kind of be there so like it's hard to say like if it's like him or like aj is just like 
pretty undeniable. In WWE, like, like he's the best they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Bar like, none. He like AJ's like my favorite to watch in ring and like even his promos and stuff i'm just like not as drawn to his character because he's just a southern dad like yeah, yeah. you know hey, like man, I'm, I'm dang good at wrestling like he's like he's a <laughs> uncle al yeah. yeah uncle alan yeah versus you know like yeah like either like alistair black or finn or someone like that's like me like i'm more drawn to their character yeah. like what they're doing and stuff like it's still kind of probably is just like finn for me like because even though he's not being booked great right now like if the moment he is it'll be like He'll, uh, he'll, he'll like snap back into it oh, yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So if you had to just pick one, though, it'd be Finn. Finn. Yeah. December 2017, AJ Styles. No, no other, no other Omegas, huh? Like, I, I, I don't I, know him enough. I, like, I feel like it'd be rude his for matches me. are insane, but I've been watching mainly WWE. Same here, exactly. So like, that's what I have to go off. Like of. Omega is like probably my is my favorite to watch. Like favorite to watch across the world. Like I love his, everything he does in the ring and stuff. But like, and I, it's less frequent. So like that's, that's part of it too. Like I, I think it's just because like. Part of like you said, like the promo and stuff get you drawn into wrestling. Yeah. What gets me drawn is the stories that they tell in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And so yeah. like that's like I was a Bret Hart guy when I was a kid. I was yeah. A little yeah. kid love Bret Hart because like, man, I'm like he's gonna fucking lose. He was just getting beat up, and then he'd make that comeback, and I'm just there looking. Fuck him, get him, Bret. Yeah. Yeah. And like Go my get him, Bret. I, like my thing a lot of like I I've noticed this with like wrestlers that I enjoy is like technical like technical in-ring ability like even more than storytelling sometimes where i'm just like just the things that people do like mm -hmm. you know like the kurt angle was my favorite because it's like no one was as good technically as him at that yeah. point and like it's probably cut like coming from like i played like four sports a year all mm -hmm. through childhood and like when i was doing that i was playing sports all the time so it was just like athleticism and stuff like that was like what i was into and yeah like, like i really like finn feels really held back to me in the wwe but like at the same time everything he does it's so crisp is so crisp and looks great and and is like interesting and exciting like mm -hmm. and same same with omega in the ring like the and stuff so he does innovating is, and yeah like, it's just it's great like i think kenny omega like that dude is so fucking good and he has like such a different way of thinking about pro wrestling mm -hmm. and it's just great and i can't wait till he has his final match of the tokyo dome in uh 2019 against kota abushi before he finally signs after his contract runs up <laughs> yeah do you think he's at the point where he wants to slow down and sign with wwe um after 2018 he like he cannot at his age keep going the way he's going. How old is yeah. Kenny Omega? He's in his mid thirties. Oh really? Oh, yeah. yeah. He he's gonna come over the same time from as Finn did and AJ did. Like and, and Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah, thirty six. You can't keep going like and doing what he does. Yeah. I saw people like online knocking Nakamura. They like aren't impressed with him at all. And it's like, well, the dude did a bunch of shit in New Japan. Well, it's not even that. It's just like he knows what he has to do to get over. He doesn't have to do much. He doesn't have to do like everything. Yeah. That's the thing. I think people. It's a different style. People like height, like big, big spots and huge moments and stuff. But I think what I love about Shinsuke Nakamura is that subtle. Like it's just when he fucking he'll just strike with the knees. And mm -hmm. even though on camera on TV it doesn't 
look like super impressive it's like if you think about it, it's like oh man that's devastating yeah that sucks but he also wanted to slow down and he's getting paid a bunch of money to surf like and it's, like that's it, he's living his best life right now well and also it's just the differing styles between what american like wwe like main event style will be or then like american like indie style or in like british style strong style japanese like lucha libra there's so many different styles of wrestling yeah that certain people like online, like especially like WWE fans, are like I don't necessarily like they won't necessarily get mm. this other style, and they're like, oh, I don't understand why he's like this, you know, it's like pushed up here. Yeah, I haven't seen him do anything like big because they're used to three big spots. Like you got your fucking five knuckle shuffle, you got your SDF, and you got your AA. Yeah, you're used to popping for that and popping for an entrance. So that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like Superman punch and spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's- Fe- Fez press. Punches stunner. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're, that's what they're used to. Rock bottom, people's elbow, that weird spinny DDT where he kips up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas like a guy like Nakamura, it's like everything else he does in between too. His mannerisms, his just charisma, like his just everything he does makes him so good. His like yeah. dangling arm, clean break. Every yeah. time I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. And I think when given the position to actually go out there. And have a big match because he can do that, like with an AJ Styles, <clears throat> which it, will hopefully inevitably happen. Oh, that that'll bring everybody over because they'll be like, "Oh, this is why." Yeah, him, him versus gender, not gonna really be no. you know, putting butts no. in the seats. Um, no, like, and even like, even though both of them are have been performing at like an amazing level, look at what like Finn and AJ did when they came together. Like, yeah, they yeah. still elevated. Like. And we're doing stuff di- like doing different stuff than they normally do. Yeah, while yeah, Finn was dressed like, like a pumpkin, and and AJ was eleven hours jet lagged and yeah. like, and it'll be the exhausted. They had yeah. two days to come up with the match, yeah. and yeah. it'll and they weren't like together. Like they were on the up. Like if AJ flying was flying over. Yeah, the, and like the same will happen with with Nakamura, like in the right spot. Like yeah, of course, in that match with AJ, and like it with him working on top, like because. Like, like when AJ first came in, mm-hmm. he had some good fanfare. People liked him, but it was like, oh, no. The match with Jericho was whatever. Yeah, it's like fine, but it wasn't it was, like... It was good, but then when he had that match with Roman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was a, they were they gave him that showcase. All right, cool. You got 25 minutes or whatever in this main event match. Go show everybody what you can do. And he goes and he elevates Roman, where Roman's not going to have a better match against anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Like, ever. And they're like, oh, we yeah. get it now. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, from there, he's a main event guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy on SmackDown. He's literally the guy carrying that brand. Yeah. And, yeah. like, with Shinsuke, like, look at the matches with, with Cena and with Randy Orton, like, that he had on SmackDown. Like, those were, like, elevated, too, because he was working with those guys. Like, and like you could see, like, oh, got to put on the and, old working shoes. And they're, it's not like they were working, like, a New Japan-style match. They were working a WWE-style match, but he's using his, like, his style within that 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 frame and yeah mm-hmm. besides dropping john cena on his head which is a new japan thing to do <laughs> yeah a new japan thing to do yeah like he'll elevate the moment he needs to and it'll work yeah yeah well uh let's get into the last match before oh. the finals of the wrestle boys classic yeah we got steve cold stone austin. cold steve austin against sean, sean michaels, michaels. Real, like I mean, these guys. I was thinking about this. I think I was listening to uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard episode where they're like, 
and I don't even remember which one, but I was just thinking about like the time frame of these guys' career in the WWF back in the day, where like Stone Cold rose up to being the absolute top guy when Sean left, like, mm-hmm. and then like Stone Cold was on his way back, like out into retire when Sean came back. So like these guys were never at the absolute height of like. Yeah, they're like each other. Uh, fame at the same time. But, so, and the, the two, the thing that both of them have in common that I think would make this match, when they've had matches together that have all been pretty fucking great, the ones that I've watched at least. But like, Shawn Michaels for a while was known as like well, the most resilient superstar in the W. Like he would fucking get, he would take a licking and keep on kicking. Yeah. But uh, and the same with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like I never gave up. He doesn't quit. The fucking guy doesn't quit. So it was like the the thing. Except of, when they both quit and walked out on the company at different times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I lost my smile. Yeah. yeah. Took but my like, ball and going home. So I, I think their match would it would it would definitely just come down to to who fucking couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I mean they they both had great feuds with Sean or with Brett. Like well, it was a little real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's this is real hard because like this is what it is. This is this is what it's gonna come down to. It's like who would you want to have? Do you want to want to have somebody who can draw the most money, mm-hmm. or do you want somebody that is known as one of the best in ring performers? Yeah. Are you drawing to which crowd? Which who are you trying to placate? For me, I gotta go with Shawn Michaels. There's nobody that I would rather see in a tournament like this. Yeah. That it would go over, and especially because you know what, he needs his win back from Mania fourteen. Uh, yeah, my thing was my thing is like twenty years later. I was saying earlier, what I'm super drawn to is just like straight up like passion for wrestling and the company and stuff. And it seems like they both got it. They both got it, but it seems like Stone Cold through his traje- trajectory had maintained it longer. Of just like Sean on his comeback. Like two thousands, Shawn yeah. Michaels, yeah, yeah. which Tw- is fucking awesome. Yeah, because he there's he didn't have to come back. No, and, and like, he didn't even know if he could, and he had that match, and it's like, okay, damn, like Shawn still has it against, of course, against Triple H. And it's supposed to be just a one time only thing. Yeah, and he's like, you know, fuck this, I'm then, coming back. Yeah, then like well, when he, he won his Ric Flair. Oh yeah. my god, that was like. Oh, I love emotional. you. Oh my god. Yeah, Shawn Michaels retiring at Ric Flair. That's an emotional wrestling yeah. moment. Yeah, versus Undertaker. Both WrestleMania matches they have are some of the best WWE matches of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And like hands down. Yeah. And then like I mean the fact that like Shawn Michaels, like when he won his first title back, he won the the big gold belt, he wasn't signed to a full time contract yet. Like they really weren't sure that he was gonna be able to do it. Like it was pretty much his like gold watch at the end of like Good job, bud. Yeah, because yeah, I that, thanks for I, your service. Yeah, like in the first elimination chamber match, like in it, weird brown tights. It, yeah, <laughs> and like a bob. Hair. Actually, like so, fun, like again, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard talking about that. His gear wasn't ready yet. Yeah, because he didn't Gee, know yeah. that he was going to be in that match, and then Vince decided within the last two days to put him over instead of Hunter. So like, Jeez. that's why he's wearing terrible gear. <laughs> There's a match I want you guys to all seek out. And it was after WrestleMania. This is, uh, I forgot which Mania it was. The Mania against Sean and Cena, where Cena won. Mm-hmm. They hadn't. They gave him the last hour of Raw. Damn. They don't do that ever. Yeah. And it was this fucking amazing match. Great story being told of how Sean finally overcame and was able to keep up with the young Cena. And he beat Cena. Yeah. Damn. And that's when nobody beat Cena. 
I mean, I, Sean or Hunter. I think it's worth saying that. I mean, like, Sean I, Hunter. I think uh, what because with with Steve Austin too is one he sells with the fucking best of them, and also he he's a great submission uh, like wrestler, great technical wrestler, great technical yeah. wrestler until he broke his neck. Yeah, but uh, and he's fucking charismatic. Like I oh yeah, I I would argue that he's one of the, the best in ring performers as far as like being able to sort of like the way he like will fucking like rebound from something like whipping his head like not his hair obviously it's fucking whipping his head over <laughs> yeah the way he throws punches like yeah or when he's like stomping mud holes there's like and it's just like, like that's genuine, a fucking pissed off boy genuine right there feeling behind yeah. it yeah. yeah it's not just playing wrestler he is not stone he's not playing stone cold steve austin like he that is stone cold steve yeah. Austin. yeah and the way he just embodies the character in the ring i I'm going to go with him for sure. And I would love to see that versus Nakamura. Yeah. So that's where I'm going. I would rather see Shawn Michaels against Nakamura. I mean, I think it's Nakamura or Shawn Michaels in his prime against Nakamura. I feel like that would be a better match than pretty Stone wild Cold match. than and Nakamura. Yeah. Stone Cold, I love him. I have a Stone Cold mug. Um, I think it's also the kind of a little bit more flamboyant char- charisma that both of them and mm. certain points like having that play off each other yeah having they both have that cocky like sense of knowing they're damn oh good. yeah they're both i mean sean michaels was the the rock star in his era of like of the that wwe mullet fucking <laughs> yeah like i mean he was literally the, the, rock the rockers yeah. so and like that's what nakamura is now like yeah so I like that's definitely where I'd be going to. Like either is a fucking dream match. Yo, like, yeah, one hundred percent. But I think Shawn Michaels is one of the best of all time in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say otherwise because he proved it. Even in his first run, he could wrestle a fucking broom and like get it over. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. and his second run was even more out of control. He's in his fucking forties, putting on the best match of the year and of WWE just history two years in a row with another guy in his forties and the undertaker. Yeah. Like in a cell match, which are like notoriously like kind of like overbooked a lot of times and like hard to watch and him in him, even just as a performer, as a special guest referee in triple H versus undertaker just showed so much. And added so much to a match as a referee. Yeah. In, the, in that WrestleMania. And, like, it just blew me away. Like, I'm like, fuck. Like, made sense now why they added Sean. Because, like, he added this different dynamic. Because the way he sold, the, like, the counts. And, like, he's going to just call the match off because Taker was getting beaten. Then when Hunter was getting beaten. Or when he fucking super kicked Taker to put him out of his misery into the fucking... Uh, pedigree, which is one of the best spots ever, and that's the best false finish, and you can never top that. <laughs> um, and him just like knowing that he fucked up because Taker's gonna get his revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Plus HBKFC. HBKFC. Yeah. <laughs> also his abs. Yeah, I'm gonna go Stone Cold Steve Austin until the day I die, but I will not be upset <laughs> when what is about to happen happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I got Michaels. I got Michaels. Mm-hmm. All right. So the finals of the WrestleBoys Classic: Shawn Michaels versus Shinsuke. The artist known as <laughs> the artist known as Shawn Michaels, or as Michael Cole called him, Shin. How are 
Are we going to do the same thing for the last match, or should we? Like, I don't know. We should talk about. We, yeah, we should figure out something fun. To we do should talk. We should like, figure that out and come back with it in the new year. Yeah. 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 Or we'll discuss. By all means, leave us some feedback. Let yeah. us know what you'd like to hear. That's Drop what, us a line. That's what I was going to say. Three seventeen uh, gimmick street. Let us know what some of your favorite things of the year were. Um, tweet at us. DM us on Instagram. Uh, email us at whatever Zach's about to say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know our social I media think, yeah, handles. Yeah, us throughout this year. And yeah. Oh, we have a Facebook. We have a Facebook. Post. Oh yeah, we go like us on those. Facebook. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to us for this year. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna have some cool stuff coming out in 2018. Yeah. Do we even know what it's gonna be? No, but we're gonna make <laughs> It'll some be cool, cool stuff. Yeah, we're gonna enter the the our our thirties as far as episodes go. And oh, I'm already in my thirties now. I'm <laughs> yeah. thirty. We're gonna fucking we're gonna take it up a notch. Yeah. It's gonna get fucking weird. It's, <laughs> we're yeah. getting weird with this podcast as we haven't already <laughs> we're gonna get weirder yeah but yeah thank you very much for listening yeah thank we you appreciate so you giving us a reason to do this i don't even know if anyone listens i might be talking to no one but there's at least a couple people who listen occasionally i think yeah nice we get numbers which is weird yeah good so good for us yeah, yeah. um want to thank me <laughs> i want to thank isai for being isai thanks guys yeah isai um yeah uh plugs oster coaster on twitter i tweet about stuff i compare everything to wrestling um i got hot. like dave we didn't mention it last episode i thought we were gonna be done with that but uh shout what out is that it's the end of the year and i want to know what it is <laughs> so heavy like dave is a band that started and never left a garage heavy like dave yeah my friend dave miller yeah he was a a big boy heavy. in um uh, in uh high school is the word i wanted to say um um him and my friend uh, brian acuna i think their friend christian um, a man by the name Christian. of Matt, Matt Wardell. Um, they started oh, that was a Christian a joke. band that sounded like Bury Your Dead, essentially. At last, you're on your own. Um, I don't even know if they recorded any music. They um, like big sandwiches. They love big sandwiches. So, like, that's rad. Um, Isai decided to speak about them. Did I bring them up the first time or did you? No, I just kept saying, I like, big okay. sandwiches. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, and we've revived the band. It's me, Isai, I think Dave, and, and Brian. And Brian. So, I'm in Heavy Like Dave. Yeah, we're current member. Yeah. All right, Foggy, you heard it here first. Hell yeah. <laughs> Is this actually going to happen? No, but Heavy no. Like Dave. Has any Today band that I've been a part of ever actually happened? Kind of. I mean, we've had a couple practices. Yeah. Shout out Breaking Bricks. I'm friends with like Chuck. It's happening. <laughs> thank you, um, thank Brian, you for illuminating us. I'm duck shirt on everything. Follow me and my. Retweets of wrestling stuff and random things I tweet at my friend Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Ben. Shout out, Ben. What up, Ben? And that's about it. Yeah. I just had to double check to make sure I wasn't about to say a falsehood. I went to D Diabetes Kids Camp with Dave's wife, Sierra. Oh, nice. <laughs> I went to their wedding. Yeah. So there were a lot of. Shout out Camp Hodiah. That stands for Idaho Diabetes. There were a lot of people from uh, there at her wedding. That makes actually. sense. It's a small little group. Um, yeah, you can follow me at KFabeDad on Great Twitter. Name. Great name. Thank you. Wait, at, this is the, the better yeah, name. Yeah, my chemical dad pants on. Good you already, you already You already wasted it. Nope. It's I like you already cashed that in like Baron Great Corbin. Name. Your Great hair's name. receding right now. 
Oh yeah, ew, what's happening? Don't, that's like a fear ew! of mine. That's a legitimate fear of mine. Your timing's getting weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, you can follow us at WrestleBoysCast on Twitter and at GenuineWrestleBoys on Instagram. Go yeah. to WrestleBoysCast.com. Uh, we have a Facebook. It's uh, GenuineWrestleBoys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I registered the domain for ZachMEvans.com recently. Hell yeah. There's oh, nothing shit. there yet, but I own <laughs> it. Check out the hot content coming out. Yeah, I own that. Uh, yeah, you can follow my my band too. We're called Wild Spells. We have an EP coming out soon. Not Rock Dilbert. and Roll. Oh yeah, not Dilbert. <laughs> not Dilbert. Random thing. George Lopez posted about the Young Bucks. George Lopez? Yeah. Damn. Like it's a clip of their last thing for Final Battle. Huh. So, he. I mean, he seems like. He, I mean. Well, it's just like a random meme type thing. Yeah. It's okay. like using Final Battle as the joke part of it. Yeah. As but them like all their acrobatic cool stuff with Flip Gordon. Yeah. We're but like when you think going. about it, like a lot of celebrities of Hispanic descent probably love wrestling because wrestling's like an art form in Mexico because of like I always El Santo right is yep. that his name and El he's like the biggest star ever. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that Big makes name. sense. He started in, like, 80 movies. Yeah. <laughs> in his fucking mask. He's, like, respected, a very respected man. Yeah. Kept yeah. the kayfabe going until, like, right before he died. And finally unmasked. It's okay. It's Damn. Me. Shout out El Santo. I'm at Wrestle Drums on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> um, no. On Instagram, uh, I like to post up stuff. I like to refurbish drums. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And one day I'll start posting about wrestling and not be afraid of Twitter. Maybe that's going to be happening in 2018. Maybe. 2018, get mad on Twitter. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Hashtag under siege. Check out Zeno Puppurino <laughs> on Instagram. And yeah. uh, if you're feeling so inclined, please check out Urban Outfielders and Red Hands Black Feet. Yeah. And roll in fillers, second week in a row. <laughs> Still rivals. We won the game last week. Not what I heard. That's what, well, you read the wrong fucking Well, you game. guys only have an outfield. They only have an infield. <laughs> really rough game. <laughs> yeah. Pitching yeah. from center field. Yeah. It's this rough. sucks. <laughs> um, happy Rusev Day, everybody. And also, please go to audibletrial.com slash Cast. Yeah. Help support us in our endeavors that we are doing. And listen. supplying the spiciest of content. Listen to some dang books. Listen yeah. to a damn book. Listen to a darn old book. I, I found, like books. I found Waldo. Oh, good. Oh, fuck. Oh. Rare. Six hours in. Damn. Oh. Bottom right corner. Bottom right corner. It sucked. Damn. But I got that book for free. Because I, I use audibletrial.com slash WrestleBoysCast. Help keep this free. Um... Happy Rusev Day, everybody. I'm stalling because I can't think of anything else to say. WrestleBoys316. This is... Says, oh. says thank you for listening. No. Yeah. We thank people for listening. We already thanked the Yeah. Oh, wait, is this going to be the last WrestleBoys316 of the year? Yeah, because yeah. the 317 gimmick street. Um... <laughs> um... You just put more pressure on me, so oh, it's going to be oh, worse. I'm so sorry. I didn't do that wow. on purpose. <laughs> this is real bad. Well, um, Russell Boys 316. <sighs> Great name. Great name. It says, <sighs> keep on trucking. Keep on waiting for Kissing that your mom. Keep on waiting for that Roseanne reboot. Kissing mom. This sucks. I'm sorry. I love you. No, you fool.